Welcome to the Mind and Body Strong podcast, a place for women to redefine their relationship with food and their body, tune into their inner wisdom, and become the best version of themselves. My name is Katie Pijanowski, and I'm an anti-diet and body image coach, certified personal trainer, and lover of all things travel, brunch, and personal growth. Join us each week as we share insightful conversations with guest experts, along with my own personal stories and teachings that aim to help you reconnect your mind, body, and spirit while releasing old beliefs, dogma, and expectations that no longer serve you. Each episode is packed with nuggets of wisdom that are sure to leave you feeling inspired, challenged, and empowered to take action in your own life. Shy away from tough topics? No way. In this space, we welcome things including mental health, sex, diversity, eating disorders, weight stigma, and all that comes with having a human experience. I'm so excited to have you on this journey with me, so grab a notebook, pen, and some headphones, and let's dive in. Hey, hey, welcome back to the Mind and Body Strong podcast. I have a special guest with me today. Her name is Maury. Hudberg, and she's a recruiter, human design analyst, and career coach on a mission to help people thrive in their careers. Maury discovered human design about four years ago and is immediately sold on the system when she applied the concepts to her career and job search process. She now teaches others to embrace their unique energies and apply human design concepts to their careers. I'm super excited to have you here, Maury. So welcome. Thank you. I'm super excited to be here. Yay. I've been getting so much into human design as we were kind of chatting about like on Instagram and right before we hopped on the call, it's been something that has been really resonant for me lately. And so I'm really excited to have someone who has been doing this for a really long time and who actually coaches people on how to use their human design, because I think that my audience is going to be like totally mind blown when they figure out like, oh, wow, this can be like a really awesome tool to help us be better in our careers and just our life. So I would kind of like to start, of course, just learning, just learning a little bit more about you and what kind of led you into using human design now as a career coach. Yeah, for sure. So I'll start with the career coach part first, even in like high school and college, for some reason, I was the go-to person for job applications, internship stuff, resume editing, all that. I've just kind of always had a natural eye for it and gravitation to helping people in their careers. So that's how I ended up in recruiting. And then right around the time that I got into recruiting, I also discovered human design and it just blew my mind with the applications that you could use for basically every part of your chart to apply it to how we work, how we go after career goals and how we manifest jobs and all of that good stuff. So uh, yeah, as soon as I dived in, my mind started immediately making connections and it took me a while to start sharing that with the world. Um, this business is about uh, less than a year old, so it's still pretty new that I'm doing it in the public eye, but yeah, I've been I just um, was immediately sold on it as soon as I started making those connections. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I know that so much of my audience is probably like, oh my gosh, what is human design? Like they might have seen me kind of sharing things lately on my, my Instagram. I've been like resharing some of your stuff and some of the other uh, people that I follow that are doing human design. So would you be able to give us like a quick definition of like what human design is? Yeah, for sure. So I call human design like a scientific spiritual tool that can help you in pretty much every area of your life. 
Human design came about in the late 80s from a man named Ra Uruhu. He basically channeled this system for seven days. He had like a spirit guide talking to him and telling him that he needed to synthesize all these ancient spiritual systems into one mega system. So it takes astrology, the Chinese I Ching, quantum physics slash mechanics, and like the chakra system and the Kabbalah. So all of those ancient systems all come together as one to make human design. And human design, first and foremost, is an experiment. So a lot, if in this podcast or as you're reading about your type and stuff like that, if nothing, if it doesn't resonate, then leave it. But if it does, then take it, experiment with it, try it out and see how it makes your life change. Most people really have their mind blown once they start learning about their design. And it's kind of like a giant permission slip to be exactly who you are and not keep working against it based on, you know, what some mindset coach or like success millionaire influencer is telling you to do to make your life amazing. A lot of times it can be the exact opposite that actually works for you as a unique person and human design is a tool to tell us about that. Yeah. It's like a big like map almost of like kind of just little secrets almost to like how to go about your life. And I know I was definitely really blown away when I found out my energy type. And there's so many other aspects of human design that I still don't understand, but I I pretty much have the basics, which is, you know, your energy type, the strategy authority. Those are the big main things. So let's start with, I guess, energy types and kind of maybe outline what those are. And then I'll, I'll kind of share some of my, what I've learned from being the energy type I am. And I'd love to hear from you because I know that we're different. For sure. Yeah. So energy type strategy and authority are kind of like the big three. Like if you only look into those things, you'll still get a ton out of it. And they're kind of the most important. Like even if you dive in, you still want to keep coming back to that because that's like the foundation. So we have five, well, we have four energy types and one hybrid type. First, we have the manifestors. And since I'm a career focused person, I like to explain it as like, where each of the types would fall within a company. These aren't like hard and fast rules. It's just like a way for us to think of each type's role in society. So the manifester is 8% of the population. They are here to have an impact and get things started. So in a company that would, in like a startup, they would be like the co-founder who has this amazing idea for you know, the market needs whatever product and I'm going to go get it started and start building it. So they get things started. And then you have the generators, which are 70% of the population. And they are the ones who, who are here to really build up society and help us by them doing the work that really lights them up and satisfies them. Then you have the hybrid type, which is a manifesting generator, which is a hybrid of the manifester and the generator. So that makes up 30%, about 30% of that 70% of generators. And manifesting generators have the quickness and impact of the manifester, but then they have the amazing energy and the ability to do a ton of work as the generator side. 
Uh, one really big thing with generators is it can be kind of disheartening if you hear certain descriptions being a generator because a lot of people are like, oh, I don't want to be the most popular one. But the thing to remember about generators is you only get lit up from the work you're doing if it's something you really love and that gives you energy. A lot of generators who are in the wrong career or end up doing the wrong things in their life that they don't like will end up feeling really depleted and it might be hard for them to feel that like lit up feeling until they kind of hit their stride and figure out what they're good at and what type of work really gives that them that satisfaction. And then you have projectors, which are 20% of the population, which I'm a projector. We are here to guide the, the population, guide the energy. So we have a very special gift for like seeing the other. We have what's called a penetrating aura. So we really easily can kind of lock in on someone's energy and understand it and guide them with where they need to go and what they need to hear and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And then we have the reflectors, which are kind of the unicorn. They're only 1%. And reflectors are, all of their energy centers are undefined. So they're here to be mirrors to society. I like to think of them as like in the work setting, they're kind of like the right-hand man of the founder who is coming back and saying, all right, we did all these things within the company. The employees are unhappy in this area. People are doing good in this area and all that because they have a completely blank slate with their energy. So they can really reflect back what the health of society or the company or anything like that. So I kind of skipped ahead and didn't say it. so the projectors in the company are like the ones who are kind of like the project managers like they see the strengths in the generators they're like you would be good at this you would be good at that let's put you in where you're gonna thrive and then the whole company can thrive and then the generators are really like the doers and builders executors and when they're in their lane doing their thing they have tons of energy to build all the things that we need mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, it's so interesting, like learning about this because one of the things, and I, I'm a manifesting generator. And so one of the things that I really was like, I was really glad to hear when I found that out is like, I am naturally multi-passionate. And one of the things as being a coach is you're always told to like niche down, do this one thing. And it never felt right for me. And I would always get really frustrated with myself, which is actually my not self theme, which is another part of human design for my listeners. And I used to think like, oh my gosh, there's something wrong with me. I can't like just do one thing at a time. I'm always doing a million different projects at once and sometimes never finishing them. And then I realized like, that's exactly how I'm supposed to function. I'm supposed to like, you know, make quick changes and move really, really, really fast. And like, sometimes people will not be catching up with me because I'm just plowing through things so fast. And that's one thing that for me, it's been really helpful learning about this. And I I'm still learning how to like apply it to be my business and to how I run the team at, I operated a fitness studio as well. So how we do like the sales process there, how we work with our team members, but it's been really empowering so far to like learn that. So I'd love to hear your insights as far as like when you found out you were a projector and you were able to like apply how you were naturally just designed to use your energy in your work, how did that impact you and your performance? 
Yeah, that's a great question. So the biggest thing for me as a projector, I'm a non-sacral or some people refer to it as a non-energy type. I don't really love that connotation because we do have energy. It's just very limited. So the difference between an it's projectors, reflectors, and manifestors are all non-sacral types, and then generators are all sacral types. So the sacral center rules work and creativity and stuff like that, and 70% of the population being generators get lit up and get more energy when they're doing the things they love and they're passionate about. I have never felt that, and when I had human design give me like this giant permission slip to take a ton of time to rest and only work a few hours a day and only do the things that you absolutely have energy for. It completely changed how I view myself. I used to be really, really hard on myself for not being able to keep up with my peers, not be able to like do it all in the way that generators do and not really feel like I, because even though I'm doing what I love and I'm so passionate about human design and teaching other people, I still have very limited energy to create content and do my one-on-one sessions and stuff like that. So I have to be very cognizant about how I'm using my energy. And without human design, I would be so burnt out and still trying to run to keep up with everyone and do a million things at a time and operate like a generator. But human, that was the biggest impact for me with human design is just that permission slip to say, Hey, you have limited amounts of energy. This is how you're designed. It's okay. Things go much better when you take a lot of naps and take a lot of time to just chill and you'll have the energy when you have it and just flow with it. So that was that's the biggest thing about being a projector for me that helped me. Yeah. I love that you had mentioned that this, it kind of gave you this like permission slip to rest, right? Because our society is so built on this nine to five system, like working all the time. And it's very kind of directed towards this, like, you know, you're always growing, you're always expanding. It's always about charts. And we forget about this season where we also need to like contract and rest and like innovate, right. And like not innovate, but like integrate is the word I'm looking for. We forget about that phase of like our natural seasons. Like we can't just always be growing and always be expanding. So like when we, when we learn these things and it's like, oh wait, like I'm actually designed to like use my energy very like kind of intense intentionally to get to the things that I want and then just rest and play and allow myself permission to do that instead of like what I'm sure most people are doing now who might be in this, who might just be learning about this is maybe like guilt tripping themselves. Like I should be doing more. I'm not doing enough. So I guess my next question would be specifically for those, cause I don't work a, t- a typical job. So I can kind of manage my own schedule, but for those who are working like a traditional nine to five job and are starting to learn about human design, particularly for those who are, you know, like those projector types that might not have like the energy or maybe even a generator manifesting generator, who's just doing work that they don't love. What are some tips that maybe you have for them to slowly start to like use that and give themselves permission while also like being in those environments that like expect so much? Yeah, that's a great question. And I think about this a lot with my business and everything. So my first piece of advice is to always like put yourself first, like 
for the most part, most nine to five office jobs, you're not saving lives. You're not doing anything that's super pertinent. Like obviously there's deadlines and important projects and stuff like that. But for the most part, it's not going to kill you if you take a day off, if you, you know, take prioritize your mental health and stuff like that. And then the other thing is a lot of times humans are so self-centered, not like in a bad way, but we just see our own view. We see how we think everyone else sees us and that's our view. But when you're in a job, for the most part, people aren't paying as much attention to you as you think they are. There's obviously situations where you have like micromanagers and stuff like that, where you really are under the microscope. But I would say 90% of the time, it's us putting all this pressure on ourselves instead of other external things putting it on us so those are like the two things I would say first and then as far as human design type goes for all the non-energy types especially projectors we're really good at working smarter not harder so for me I can get a, a typical day's work done in just a few hours and human design gave me the permission to in nine to five, you don't have to be producing eight hours for the day. If you're getting your stuff done, you're getting good feedback and stuff like that, just roll with it. Don't question it. The hours don't mean as much as the actual output. And I think manifestors and reflectors also have a little bit of that, like work smarter, not harder with being non-energy types. And then generators, it's a very similar thing, even though it's two very different designs, a generator who is in the wrong type of role that really drains them and depletes them is going to feel like a projector, like they don't have any energy because they're just not lit up by their work. And my advice there is, first of all, start thinking about what does light you up and start making plans to do that. And then just kind of do what you have to do at work. And then in your free time, do the things that light you up to kind of nourish that sacral center, give you that little jolt of energy. Rest is obviously important for everyone. But with my generator clients, I notice that when they experiment with doing, even if it's just like an hour a week, doing like recording a podcast or working on a creative project or that one little thing that kind of gets them excited for the next phase and opens up that opportunity for them, that gives them way more energy than spending an hour, like taking a nap. Mm -hmm. So I know it's, I know it's super frustrating to be in a position where you aren't happy and you're not doing what you like and you're not using your energy in the ways you want to be. But as long as you have kind of an idea of where you want to go and you start taking those steps, like it starts happening way quicker than you think. Yeah. And that's something that I had recognized too. Like when I worked in a full-time job, I was doing work that I did not love, did not light me up. And I did not have any energy to do that. Like I was just like, this is terrible. This is awful. I hate this. And I was, I, within a year and nine months, I switched to three different roles because I would just get so like burnt out and like, just, I was just exhausted from doing things I hated. And like, I just, 
I just couldn't force myself to do things I didn't love. Like I have a lot of energy and I can get things done. Like even most of the jobs that I had at this company were very simple when you looked at them, but they like ripped my soul out. I feel like, because like it was monotonous, <laughs> like computer work. And I'm very creative. I like to speak. I like to be in front of people. And so that was actually like one of the moments too, where I kind of realized, and this was actually kind of before I, I found human design. It was just more like me connecting, learning how to connect to my intuition and like feel that what I didn't realize I was doing at the time was really getting that like sacral response. Cause I have the gut reaction. What is that authority? Yeah. So you have sacral authority. Yes. So I have sacral authority. So it's like a very like heck yes or heck no. And there's no in between. That's what I'm learning. And if it is in between, it's just a no right now. And so that's a very interesting thing. And and I knew in that moment when I left my corporate job almost exactly a year ago, I had this moment where it was just like, this is the right choice. And I, it didn't make any logical sense because I didn't actually have anything super lined up yet but then everything like fell into place. Like I randomly one morning was like, I'll apply to fitness jobs again. And like literally like not even a week later had a job. And then literally like, I think a week after that, they're like, do you want to be the sales manager? And I was like, yeah, sounds great. Didn't even have the position like officially and told my, my boss at my job that I was quitting. And I knew it was like a different feeling because it wasn't like this emotional, like, Oh my God, I hate this. I'm going to quit. You know, like it wasn't coming from that because I'm not an emotional authority. So that doesn't make sense for me. It was coming from this like very calm centered place of like, I don't really know what's going to happen, but I'm going to figure it out. And it was so crazy. (laughs) Yeah. I, I love hearing that. Um, and that's why I use human design in career applications because it's, without human design, you probably would have still gotten to the, the right place and figured out how to use your energy. Like even a year ago, you were still using your intuition and listening to your body and stuff like that. But when you have something external, that's like a very laid out system that says it's okay to make decisions based on your gut response, even though it goes all against all logic and probably doesn't make sense to like your family and peers and whoever is involved, the universe really like moved, made moves for you. As soon as you made that decision, things fell into place. And that's why I love human design as a tool because it really speeds up the process. Mm -hmm. A lot of times we spend a really long time, especially with authority. So for anyone who doesn't know, authority is basically the piece of your chart that tells you how to make decisions. There's seven different ones and none of them have anything to do with making decisions based off of logic or like using pro cons list. Basically how we're taught to make decisions isn't how anyone should make decisions. And um, that is like super powerful because when you start making decisions that go against logic, it's really scary. But then if you do it a couple times, it's like, oh, why wasn't I doing this before? And then it gets easier and easier and everything just flows so much better once you start making those big decisions and then the universe kind of conspires in your favor. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what I'm kind of learning too, and what I'm hearing you say too, is it's, it's not this like logical mind process that we always have been taught and conditioned to think. Like we, I think our minds actually get in the way from us living from that intuition, like 
from listening into our body's wisdom. And that's what I'm kind of experiencing human design as is like learning how to actually sink down into your body. And I'll let that be your guide because it truly does have the answers for you and allowing that mind to kind of take a little backseat and like rest for a second and be like, all right, we're going to come back to you later. Like, (laughs) let's actually see what's really going on here. Is that what you've experienced too? Yeah, absolutely. And one of the biggest things I always go over in readings and sessions, even if people are like super versed in human design, we always come back to authority because it's one of the most important things. And even if you're making decisions on your authority all the time, it's really easy to fall out of alignment and let your mind take over, especially if there's like certain pieces of your chart that affect that as well. But yeah, it's the mind taking a backseat is always a good idea, but it's a lot of times really hard because it kind of goes against our nature and it's such a strong hold. So yeah, that's tapping into your body is probably like the most powerful thing. Even if you don't look up your human design, even if you don't, if that's all you take from this, then Mm -hmm. take it and run with it. Because I think even other ancient systems and other sources of wisdom all say the same thing too. Yeah. So speaking of the the authority, because that's the piece that you had mentioned, it helps us make those decisions. And I know there's lots of them, but I'd love to, for you to give us an example of like how you experience that. Yeah. So I have splenic authority, which comes from the spleen center, which rules like survival and innate intuition and stuff like that. So if you have a defined spleen, even if you don't have splenic authority, you'll still have that very like survival type intuition. So arguably splenic authority is one of the hardest to master because it's very different for every individual who has it. I've talked to so many different people and we all experience it very differently, but the the one kind of common thread is you basically get intuitive hits that are very subtle and quiet sometimes they show up as like a voice in the back of your head for me it's just like a subtle awareness of like okay this is the answer this is what I need to do it took me a really really long time to understand it and trust it because it's so subtle and it's so it's not like a super physical reaction it's just very it's hard to explain but yeah I call it like an intuitive hit So a lot of times because splenic authority is so subtle, it's really easy to just let your mind take over and talk yourself out of it. But I didn't actually start really trusting my authority until I was doing this as a business. And it was kind of one of those things where I leaped before I was ready, which I'm so glad I did. But then I had a lot of catching up to do because I was like, okay, wait, I'm literally teaching other people to do this. I need to do it myself. I can't keep, you know, talking myself out of it or letting my mind take over. So that was the biggest thing for me is I just kind of was forced to start listening to it. Cause I was like, I, it, I'm like a fraud if I am not listening to my own authority, but I'm telling other people to do it. I think that's probably the beautiful message too, that the universe like had for you too, Maury. It sounded like, Hey, you're not ready for this yet, but like, you're going to be, and like the universe knew that you would step up in name of like helping other people. And in turn, like 
you are now so much more in tune with like what that feeling is like for you specifically in your body. And I've, I've had so many experiences like that too, where it's like, man, I am not ready for this, but you just have that, like, you feel that like inner pole or it's just like, this is what I need to do. And I have no idea why. And I don't even know how it doesn't make any logical sense again, but then you do it. And like, I think so many times I, I reflect back on things that in the moment felt so hard and so confusing. And from where I sit today, it makes so much sense. It's, it's like, wow, I can see where all of those events led me to where I'm at today. And I'm so grateful for that. So I'd love to hear what, what would, if someone is going to do like a reading with you, what is something that they can expect from that kind of experience? Yeah, definitely. So I, with all of my readings, I, create a like 20 page PDF and really lay it out. And I have a very like logical brain, which is part of my human design, but a little too much to get into right now. My readings are very structured, which I think is good if you're, especially if you're new to it and don't know anything about your design yet. So my readings are very foundational. I go over type, strategy, authority, the, the big things, and then all of your centers. So if you're looking at your human design chart, you see all the different shapes. Those are all the energy centers. So we go over what they all mean and if you're defined or undefined and what that means for you. And then the arrows at the top of the chart, I go over a couple of those just in a very overarching way because the upper left arrow is really great for um, showing whether you're going to thrive in a routine or not. And then the bottom right arrow is in some circles referred to as like the manifestation arrow and the applications for that are super powerful for a job search or if you're starting a business or any sort of career transition, you're going to want to know what it's technically called your perspective, but you're going to want to know what your manifestation strategy is because there's two very different approaches. And that's really important to me because that was kind of what sold me on the system. I used it in my job search when after I discovered human design and it really changed the game for me. So those are the big things I go over and I do an hour and a half readings. So we will weave in a lot of your personal experiences and coaching based on where you're at in life. When you sign up for reading for me, there's a little bit of an onboarding form where you just tell me your career background, what you're looking to do in the future. And we can kind of take your human design information and talk through it. And I'll hype you up to go, go for that next thing. Cause I find that a lot of people come to me when they're in like transition periods and having that human design information And then like getting a little bit of coaching from me throughout really helps them move into that next level. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that makes me so excited because there's, there's so many fun things that you can learn from that. And then when you like learn to like really embody that and, and to allow yourself permission to just like, accept, like, this is, this is how I'm meant to, to work. Right. And like you had said, it's like, and I think you had posted this on your Instagram too. You had showing like, a, you know, from A to B and then like an A to B like straight line and A to B like very zigzaggy lines. Like, yeah, they both get to be. However, wouldn't you want to take the like shortest, easiest route? And like, that's what human design can allow you to do, like get to where you want to be with the the easiest in the easiest, most fun way, as I like to, to say. <laughs> yes. I love that. It does make things way more fun. 
Yeah, absolutely. We don't need to live in this culture anymore of like hustle and struggle. Like that doesn't have to be a part of how we live, how we do business, how we work in jobs, how we raise our families, like relationships, like everything actually gets to be like this, this fun, easy process if we allow it. And I think this can be a really great tool for those of you out there who might be maybe feeling a little bit of that like frustration or maybe in a transition period, whether it be a job or even a relationship, something like that. I know more you specifically do careers, but like this information is just really valuable regardless. So for people out there who are looking to get into human design, maybe it's the first conversation they've ever witnessed hearing about human design. What is maybe some first steps that they can take? Yeah. So first thing, my favorite website for looking up your chart is mybodygraph.com. And you can click around there and there's like tiny little information bubbles that can start giving you information about different pieces of your design. And then Instagram is such a great place to start going. You can search for a lot of times people will have in the, if human design people will have in their bio what their type is or their profile or anything like that and you can find people who are a similar design and how they're living their design that can really be helpful to like expand your view of like oh this is what happens when I stop working against myself and work with my energetics mm-hmm. and then google there's tons of great blogs and then There's some really great books too. If you're a very, like, if you like to study and you're a textbook oriented person and you want the like meatiest human design, the definitive book of human design is a great place to start. Um, That's where I started. But there's also a bunch of other books that are a little lighter and easier to read. And then obviously getting a reading is super helpful to not, I know not everyone wants to know like everything there is to know about human design. A lot of people just kind of want to know about their own self. So getting a reading is great. If you're in any sort of career transition, getting one with me is helpful. But if you're looking to apply it to relationships or parenting or anything else, there's tons of great readers out there. Instagram is a great place to find people. And I would just scroll through people's content and see what you resonate with and see what offerings work for you. I love this. I love this. Well, for all of those listening, I definitely encourage you to go figure out what your human design design chart is and, you know, share it with us. Maybe send it to, to Maury or myself on Instagram. We'd love to see that. So you guys can figure that out for yourself, but where can my audience come learn more about you and book a reading with you? Yes. Yeah, so on Instagram, I'm at Maury Hudeberg and same thing on TikTok. And then my website is maurihudeberg.com and everything's linked in my Instagram and TikTok. And you can just book directly on my website. And I have a coupon code for listeners that I think it's strong, but I'm yes. sure Katie will include it in the show notes for 20% off a reading. Or if you are familiar with your human design and you would like to work with me, but you already know all the basics, then I also do guidance sessions, which are structured similarly, similarly, but they're really designed to support people who are in any sort of transition period in their career or starting a business. Love that. Love that. Well, definitely go get your charts friends out there and re-listen to this episode so you can really absorb everything that Maury shared today. And thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with us. 
Yeah. Thank you for having me, Katie. Of course. Thank you so much for listening in to this week's episode of the Mind and Body Strong podcast. If you loved this episode, it would mean the absolute world to me if you could leave a five-star rating and review or share a screenshot of the episode on your social media platforms. This helps even more women be able to find the podcast and move towards their own personal transformation. Or come on over to Instagram and send me a DM. Let me know what you thought of the episode or let me know about future topics you'd love to hear here on the podcast. Sending love to you no matter where you're at in the world, my friends. Until next week, take care.